Hello, and welcome back to the Living in Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Ross O'Hare, and with us today, we've got Bo Brzezina. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. Thanks, Ross. Good. That's awesome. And yeah, today we are going to be talking about God as righteous or His righteousness. So obviously, Bo, the Bible says that God is righteous and that we as believers are also righteous. But, you know, a lot of times we don't really know what that word means. Sometimes it can be difficult to understand these biblical theological words. But I'm hopeful that it has a very practical application for us, that knowing that God is righteous and knowing that we are righteous actually can apply to us day to day. So why is it important for us to understand this word, or why is it important to know this word? Well, absolutely. I do believe it's very practical. And the first answer that comes to my mind is because God wants, God talks about it. He obviously wants us to know it, and He thinks it has some kind of relationship yeah. to our daily experience. Yeah. When He brings it to our attention, I think it's worthy of stopping and saying, okay, what is it that you want to communicate to us? Then how does this impact our daily lives? So yeah. very practical. Okay. So maybe we can just start off defining it. What, what does it actually mean to be righteous? Well, it's a really big theological concept, but to keep it simple, it's just the character or quality of being completely right, mm-hmm. morally good. It also encompasses God's justice and His faithfulness and this idea that He is completely and totally morally correct. No Mm. guilt, no sin in him. It's kind of that idea that he is completely and totally good. So if we understand that God is completely and totally good, obviously it also says that we as believers have been given that righteousness as too. How is this applicable to us today? Well, you know, we started off apart from God. All of us were born apart from God. Matter of fact, Romans 3 says, none were righteous, no, not one, (laughs) right? So it didn't start this way, and so we're kind of trained not to think that way, and then to start striving towards getting it somehow, because we cannot live without being right. It's a need that God has designed each of us Mm. with. We have to be right We can't live with ourselves without being right. We're made in God's image. And before sin, Adam was completely and totally right Mm. because he had no sin in him, and God had gifted him this beautiful relationship with him. But then after sin, all of us are born not being right. And so we're striving after how to get that need met. And this is where the real practical aspect of God's righteousness comes into play. Yeah, I mean, that is really... The way you explained it made it clear in my mind. Obviously, we talk a lot about righteousness over here, but it's really cool to think about it that way because as we live our daily lives, there is just just this engine inside of us that we want to be in right standing with people, with God. Like We want to live in that place, but so often we try to figure that out on our own and do that on our own in our own strength. And like you said, that's impossible. Absolutely. Yeah. So how did you begin to discover this truth that we all have this need to be righteous? Probably through trial and error, getting tired (laughs) and worn out. Trying to establish my own righteousness, my own sense of moral goodness, I wouldn't have said I was doing that, Mm. but I have what's called performance-based acceptance flesh, and I was trying to do right to be right. Mm. This is early in my Christian journey. And I just got so worn out. I couldn't do it right enough because no matter how good you do it, there's always times where you blow it that you don't make the right judgments. And righteousness encapsulates the idea of divine approval. And Mm. I knew God wasn't approving of (laughs) of that, of 
doing something wrong. And so it just led to the sense of tiredness and not enoughness, if I can even say it I that, like that way. It's a new word, yes. Yeah, like yeah. I'm coining terms here. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, it, it was just through fatigue of mm. trying to establish my own sense of moral goodness and rightness. Yeah. Man, that, I mean, that rings so true for my life. I remember multiple times in my life getting to the not enoughness, as you coined it, like just this point of fatigue emotionally and mentally trying to make life work. I mean, it's just so hard when we try to figure that out. And to try to reach this impossible standard of being right with God by our behavior. It's a treadmill of death, really. It's a treadmill of just fatigue. It really is. And, you know, I think that's what Paul was talking about in Philippians. When he was talking to the Philippians, he said, we don't find a righteousness of our own derived from the law. That's what he was talking about, his own journey. And that's what I was doing, trying to do the right thing and derive my own sense of approval through keeping the rules, you know? Paul says that he wasn't going to do that anymore. He was going to be found in Christ, is what he said. He says it comes through faith in Christ and just believing the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. That's Philippians 3. Well, I was going to ask you, I mean, as you're saying that, that you kind of answered it, but that thought came to my mind. It's like, okay, so we know that we can't get to that point, but it's a temptation we all have to try to make life work and to try to be in right standing with God. And we face a certain situation in life, and then it's like, okay, I've got to figure this out to do the right thing and figure it out the right way. How how do we steer away from that? How do we not fall into that trap? Well, for me, it started with I had to get established in what happened at salvation. Hmm. I knew Christ had forgiven me of my sins, the not right things that I'd done. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had cleansed me from all sin. I understood that. But I didn't understand what it meant to be crucified and buried and resurrected with him. And we've talked about that a lot on this podcast, about how I got this new identity that's gifted to me. Well, part of that gift, Romans 5.17 talks about the gift of righteousness. Mm. And if I receive this gift, it says, I'll reign in life through the one. Mm. And that's Jesus Christ. He's the one. Well, I first had to know that I was gifted this gift. I didn't even understand it. I ran across that verse, and it blows me away. A a gift, what is a gift of righteousness? How can that be given? I've always tried to earn it. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always tried to earn my approval, earn my right standing. I wouldn't say that I would have done that because, you know, I I knew the Sunday school stories. But obviously in my day-to-day living, I was doing it. And so once I started pressing in or or digging into this idea of gift, it's like, well, I couldn't earn it, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start believing it's mine because he says I'm righteous. He's Mm. gifted me this gift. I started believing it, and I started experiencing it. It took a while, and it's still growing, Right. but I start to enter the rest of the right standing, completely morally right, not because of me, but because of a gift. Now, so we have to explain, obviously, that we're righteous, and that's kind of what we're doing now, but what that does is it points it back to how amazing God is. That's right, because when you start looking at the gift and the giver, mm-hmm. he's the one that, quote unquote, earned it, if we could even say it that way. Sure. He, he didn't earn it. It's the essence of who he is. Yeah. But it's him giving us something that I can never try. And I got so tired of trying mm-hmm. that I was tired. Yeah. That when I started saying, okay, God, I'm going to just receive the gift. I'm going to use my faith to believe that I'm as righteous as you because you gave me your righteousness. Mm-hmm. I didn't earn it. I couldn't earn it. But I'm going to just, and this was a choice that's made one time, but multiple times, mm-hmm. if you know, every day. Yeah, every day. And that's why it magnifies him, because it says, God, you're a good giver, and you give 
what you say you give. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to believe you. And, and as I do, I have this sense of rest that he has made me right. Yeah. So in our day-to-day lives, how does this play out? Like, how does a specific moment in time get changed to be a holy set-apart moment where we can experience and live out of the Spirit? How does that happen by knowing that we're righteous? What does that look like? Well, maybe the best way to illustrate it is just give an example from my life yesterday. I was in a meeting, and we were talking, and I made a statement of what I felt like was fact, but it was critical of another person Mm. that they hadn't delivered what they said they would, and I just didn't believe the best. I'm like, if they haven't done it now, they probably won't do it. You know, it was, and you could look at that and say, well, that's a statement of fact. But the spirit, a few minutes later in the same meeting, I just got the conviction of the spirit. It wasn't shaming because I'm righteous now, (laughs) but it was convicting. Hmm. And the spirit was basically saying, Bo, that's not of me. Hmm. That's not consistent with my righteous judgment. He didn't say it exactly that way, but that's what, that's what he was saying. And so, since I am learning to rest in this idea that he has made me right, I could actually say to the group, you know what? That was wrong. Mm-hmm. What I said was wrong. That wasn't of God. I could confess my sin. Mm-hmm. And so it was freeing. It was restful. Although obviously I regret sinning by sure. being critical of this other person. Yeah. I did not have to wallow in shame that I'm so bad, mm-hmm. a Christian, you know, yeah. that that something's wrong with me. I could actually rest in this idea that God has made me right, and I could listen to him and respond out of love to what he was saying by admitting Mm -hmm. to my fellow brothers, I was wrong, you know, please forgive me. Yeah. And you said you brought out the word rest again. I mean, this is almost becoming like righteousness is about rest. Yes. Which I don't know if I've ever connected those dots before, but, you know, obviously if we're in right standing, then yeah, we can, even in our failures we can rest because they don't say anything about us. They're not an indictment on that there's something wrong with us, like you said. That's yeah. right. That's right, because I'm not establishing my righteousness anymore by how well I do, Not, in other words, not sin. Yeah, and again, I think this is going to be hard for me or anybody listening to try to make this transition a lot of times because the world around us tells us all the time that your rightness, although the world doesn't use it necessarily use the righteous as a term that they... But just your right standing with the world is based on how well you perform, you, you know, right. what kind of citizen you are, and how well you do this, and how well you treat people, as opposed to where God's like, well, he just turns it upside down and says, no, you can't ever measure up. You can't, you can't do that. And the beautiful thing about it is that when you really get a hold of what you're talking about and say, I can't do it, but I'm going to receive your gift, Mm -hmm. and you really take ownership of that gift, what happens is you start laying aside sin. The Bible calls laying off the old self. It's Mm -hmm. saying, you know what? Since I have this gift, since Christ has really approved of me Mm -hmm. morally, I want to act like really who I am. And really, by God's grace, even though I did blow it by sinning and being critical, God led me into an act of righteousness of confessing my yeah, sin. exactly. Now, of course, I, I would regret even doing it to begin with, but <laughs> now that I'm growing in it, the next time I can remember this, I'm a righteous man. I don't have to criticize someone else. Mm-hmm. Even if I feel like I have uh, good arguments, logical <laughs> yeah. arguments or whatever, yeah. I could actually just listen to the Spirit, and how does the Spirit in me want me to act righteously like who... He's yeah. gifted me to be. Yeah, what does a righteous bow action look like? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that is that is a life of rest, a freedom from sin. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. That's what we all desire to walk in every day. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So if you had one major takeaway for somebody listening, what, what would it be? 
Well, God obviously is the only one who's completely morally right. Mm. And only by receiving it as a gift from him can I truly rest and then live out of who he has made me. Live out of the gift. Yeah, live out of the gift. Awesome. Well, Bo, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Again, it opened my eyes multiple ways, and I'm just really thankful for that. So thanks for your time. Absolutely. Thanks for your wisdom. And guys, thanks so much for listening to this season of the Living in Jesus podcast. We really appreciate all the support and all the feedback that we got from you. We really hope you enjoyed and were lifted up by this season. If you have any questions, you can email us at podcast at cftministry.org. So we are working on season three, and just be on the lookout for any information regarding that. But as always, guys, thank you so much for listening to us and for supporting us. And we'll see you all next season on the Living in Jesus podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. The Living in Jesus podcast is a production of Christian Families Today and is produced and edited by Ross O'Hare and Ben Brezina. Christian Families Today is a nonprofit discipleship counseling, training, and coaching ministry focused on equipping men, women, and children in how to build biblically healthy lives and families. You can visit our website at cftministry.org to find information about our ministry, the Living in Jesus study, and other free resources. If you are encouraged by this podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you could take a minute and leave us a review. This podcast and all our free content is made available because of the generosity of people just like you from around the world. Until next week, thank you and God bless.